following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. And now, your starting lineup for Dirty Mo Doe. Up first from the great state of Ohio, he's the degenerate of the group who bets on anything he watches, the Chopper. Next, he's from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the man who does the real work crunching the numbers, the Professor. And last, hailing all the way from Maine, the crew chief of this misfit bunch, Steve Latard. Back-to-back road courses behind us. McDowell did not go back-to-back. He actually, uh, he got the hat trick. Two pit road penalties and a blown engine, I think, is what I'm going to give him credit for. Um, Chop, another plus week, though. Good week. Made a check. Made a check. Let's talk about yes last week. We were talking before we came on here. I look at your picks. I think I would I would put this ticket in again. Like, there's nothing on this sheet that I think is totally crazy um, for what you thought, right? McDowell, you had to win. He had winning speed. Reddick was once again decent. Maybe not quite as good as I thought he was going to be. Yep. But Byron, Gibbs, and Almendinger were all right up front. So, so I thought your, your outright winner bet and, and your Elliott, what turned out to be an Elliott fade, Yep. where our podcast last week were a hammer Elliott, and this is why you have to check in post-practice because he was not there in practice. And his odds were, they didn't, I mean, they went up a little bit, but they didn't. Right, they still loved him. They still loved him, right. I kind of loved him, too. I mean, I thought this was his week. I, I, I was more surprised than anything. That, I kind of wanted it to be his week. Right. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. Uh, but yeah. let, let's talk about head-to-heads because, man, uh, it, but McDowell broken engine was the big kick in the shorts because he um, really had Bell. Well, not Bell, but Bush for sure beat. Um, yeah. And then oh. Hamlin, you know, I think he did it just because he knew you were against him. Man, I don't know. Where did he come from? <laughs> it was efficient day. I don't think he was as fast as he looked. It was an efficient day. So overall, plus six units. Give me your head-to-head total, though, because you were telling me about it. It's yeah, so monster for the year. Uh, 19 and six winning weeks. Is that right? 20? Yeah, that's what. Well, because we have all-star and stuff in there. Yeah, yeah 19 sense. and six winning weeks. 10 of the last 11 winning weeks in head-to-heads. Well, the reason I bring that up um, – is because looking ahead, this is going to be a tough week. I'm not going to lie. Daytona, last race of the regular season. There's storylines for storylines. Uh, Professor, how do you even predict what I consider is unpredictable? Now, look, before I start this, I've heard it's a roulette wheel. I've heard all this stuff. That's BS. There are drivers that are better at it than others. The difference is normally – you control the opportunity of your car solely as you, by yourself. You have to have help to be fast at Daytona. Two cars are faster than one. And you have to avoid everybody else's oops. And there's going to be a whole bunch of them. So with that said, let's hear it there, oh, wise one. Well, like you said, this is so hard to predict. So, you know, some guys have good finishes, and then, but then they have that, that many bad finishes. So it's like taking all those averages into account is tough. But if you look at the predictor, usually we have, you know, 20, 20 points separating, you know, first through fifth, let's say, on the predictor. Now we have 20, 20 points separate first through 20th. The, 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 it's so tightly grouped together this week because of it being a, a speedway drafting race. So let's talk how the predictor works is 
a whole bunch of math in the background with a whole bunch of values and all this private stuff that the professor's not going to share because it's his magic sauce and he doesn't have to, but it gives you a score. Those are the points you're talking about, right? Like, for instance, Denny's score is 123.8. That's an abstract number. It doesn't mean anything. But normally, like last week, Chase Elliott was a 20-point favorite over second. Currently, if I go down 20 points, I have to get to Eric Jones in 19th to find a guy 20 points behind on your predictor. That much, that's how much closer it is than normal weeks. Correct. Well, I feel like this is a non-predictor week then, unless somebody tells me any different. Well, I, I think we can still use it for a guide, but it's, it, it's just these races are just so hard to predict. Well, then normally we go through the predictor, but I'll give it to you. We have, I don't know, we'll call it five tiers. Tier one is eight drivers. The next tier is half the field. Um, it, it, it is very, very difficult. Um, so, so before we get too far into this, Chuck, let's just talk your betting strategy when you go to the speedways. Do you, how do you do it? Like, do you say, hey, th- take a few flyers? Or, like, what do you think? Well, if you remember back to the first Daytona. I've already blanked that one out when we mixed Ricky's Me too. Else. Yeah. But, and we, we relied too much on, we didn't put enough of the chaos factor in there. Yeah. You know, and yep. we really got drilled. I mean, the yeah, first, it was by far the worst week, right? Daytona. The first was, week we lost 23 units. It's a way to kick off the season. Hasn't come close to losing that, you know. Yeah, right. So, I don't know this time. And I think this is even going to be more chaotic than the first one because you've got guys that are last-ditch effort, going to throw it in there, and, so, and Austin Dillon wins. You know, well, like last year, right, right, last year I they mean, all weather in the rain and Austin Dillon. So, let's talk about where it is in the schedule. It's race 26. It's the last race of the regular season. It sets the playoff field. Currently, Bubba Wallace is in on points. He's the only spot available. The other 15 are set. Of every driver who is not in the playoff field, the professor's going to be so happy because this is his stat, there are seven drivers not locked in that have won in their career at Daytona or Talladega. Wow. So when you say, you know, I was like, well, how locked is it? It's totally wide open. When they moved this to be the regular season finale, it was genius. Because as a TV guy going to Richmond or going to Michigan, you know, you hoped you had a points battle. Because it's pretty hard to make a case for a guy that hasn't won and he's outside the points that he's going to pop up and win. But going to Daytona, I mean, look, I can go down the list. Let's talk about it, right? Like, who's not in that could win here? Um, Suarez, sure. Uh, he's never won at a super speedway, only at, only at Sonoma. But you're telling me he's not good enough to win at Daytona? Absolutely. Dylan did it a year ago. Citrix won the Daytona 500. Almarola's won at Daytona. Like, I can go through the list. So... Uh, so to your point, there's a ton on the line where kind of must wins. Like there, right. there might be some more desperate moves than normal. How many guys have a point are point eligible to get in besides Bubba? Mathematically, two maybe, but one really. Harvick. No, Harvick's locked in with Keselowski. Oh, that's right. So Bubba's the first, last guy in, or the Gibbs. only guy available to move. And right behind him is Ty Gibbs. And right behind Ty Gibbs is who, Professor Suarez. But it would pretty much take a Bubba DNF. It to... would. So um, Ty Gibbs is 30. What is it, Professor? It's 32 for Gibbs, 43 for Suarez. And then after that, everyone else is mathematically, they have to win. That's the only yeah, 43 way. Is mad. So here's how it works. You can score 60 points, but the only way to score 60 points is to win the race. You can score 55 points and not win the race. That's the deal. When you take the green flag, you get a point because the last five cars or whatever get one point. That's how the math works. So you can make up 54 points. So anybody within 54 gets in. Um, so 43 is mathematically there, but you're talking about, remember, 20 of those 55 are in the stages. Right. 
So, so like when everybody's like talking around, I'm talking, you have to have a monster day. You're talking like top three in the stage, top three in the stage, and top three in the race to get there. I don't think Ty Gibbs has scored 32 points this year. That's not a knock. I'm just like to put it in perspective. Yeah. I don't think Ty Gibbs has had a week where he scored 32. What he just scored at the Glen. He might have got 32 at the Glen. Um, so oh, he had 47 at the Glen. He scored 47 points at the Glen. Okay. So wow. that was a monster day. Yep. Top five in each oh, stage. Yep. 47 points, right? So you need Bubba to wreck. Four times this year. Points. Huh? And What's that, Professor? Four times this year he scored that many points. Four times he scored that many points. And then on top yeah. of that, you have Bubba's to have Bubba be out has in, the, to, in the first stage. Has to have much. a wreck. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying it's not possible. If you want my opinion as an analyst, no one's getting in on points. The only chance Bubba Wallace is not in the playoffs is if somebody behind him wins the race. I figure Alex Bowman or Bubba is going to pass Chase off turn four to eliminate him, and that's NASCAR storyline 101. <laughs> I mean, why not, right? Isn't that the sort of things we go? All right, so the predictor, we're not going to waste a lot of time in. Listen, if you're doing daily fantasy, um, look, it's, it's... I would take the, you know, the higher odd guys because they, it's kind of a coin flip, really. So in my opinion, end. if I'm daily fantasy player, we don't talk a lot of daily fantasy. Right. Um, I would take guys that are starting in the back just for passing points. Because normally if someone qualifies in the back, like they're not as fast, so they may not yeah. go to the front. Yeah. But the the point here is is um you know, if if a guy qualifies in like I wouldn't take a Elliot or a Byron or a Larson in daily fantasy, because I think they're all gonna qualify pretty good, right? Professor, aren't they like monster qualifiers still? Yeah. Is it Bowman to pull All the every year? cars qualify so well down there. That makes them really hard to take in daily fantasy. So let's talk betting. Uh, we do have qualifying odds. Professor, you want to talk qualifying? Um, sure. It's going to be a Chevrolet. That's what I thought you would tell me. So the favorites on qualifying is Larson, Bowman, Elliott's at 850. Byron's at 700. Are you willing to say it's going to be a Hendrick Chevrolet? Um, I would say it's a Hendrick Chevrolet. Well, if you're willing to make a statement of that much authority, Larson at 450 is the favorite. Uh, I'm trying to find them all. Where's Bowman? That's what I'm looking for. Better scroll down. Bowman is 600. 450, 450, 600, 700, and 850. So they're all over four to one. If you're confident that it's a Hendrick Chevrolet, then there you go. I almost like betting that. Then oh, the race. I, well, I, I see your point because to, for win. that has nothing to do with him. But that is your one, car and only your car. One, yeah. Oh yes, professor. And you know, eight of the last nine times the qualifying odds. Oh, professor has a good one here. Go ahead. Eight of the last nine times we qualified, there was a Hendrick car in the pole. Right. So, and do look, you take so, all of them? Yeah, look at the look at the odds to win. Elliot plus eight fifty to win the poll, plus a thousand to win the race. Yeah, you're not going to to win the race. There's no chance. I mean, I would, can I make uh, one suggestion? I would have a Ricky Stenhouse bet just out of principle. Oh, I already bet that you know twelve weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, listen, just and I, <laughs> we haven't seen a repeat a long time in Daytona. It's been a long time, um, but you can't. If I mean, it was. Bad enough. If you missed him a second time, oh. I think we'd have to cancel the pod. I think no I think we'd have to go off the air. So we can't we can't just out of principle. Trav, you okay over there, man? You look you look a little look real serious over there, Trav. Uh, just trying to improve the internet. Oh yeah, no, no, no. That's not that's not possible. 
Um, all right, so we, we I didn't think we were going to get a qualifying discussion. So eight of the last nine has been a Hendrick Chevrolet. Uh, Larson's a favorite at 450. Elliott at 850. And actually, Larson is now at plus 500. So Ooh. helps out a little more. All right. Take a Hendrick Chevrolet. Take all four of them. I don't care. Hendrick Chevrolet for the for the poll. There you go. There's your nugget of the day. Um, anything on the predictor, Professor? Before we move on, the reason I don't want to waste time on the prof- on the predictor is because I'm going to grind on these head-to-heads or top ten standard stats separate of the predictor. Yeah. the The only other stat that I would say that sticks out to me is that the summer Daytona winner got their first one of the season for the last five races there. So if that continues, that would be a new player in the in the playoffs, unless it's Bubba. Yep. And, and Toyota Toyota's not won a drafting race yet in the next gen car. Ofer. Which is pretty amazing to think they have Hamlin, who is a drafting machine. Bubba, I'm gonna give Bubba credit. People can pick on Bubba. Some guys don't like Bubba, but he seems to always be right there in the picture. Oh yeah. He's drafting tracks. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk win odds real quick because, you know, I don't know what to tell you. The favorite's at 10 to 1. I think, does anybody, is there any way you would take, like, you have to take a flyer if you take a flyer, right, Professor? I mean, you ain't, you ain't. Let's talk about what a real flyer would be. Let, let's do it this way how for about, our listeners. How about Austin Hill? I, so, listen, he's so good on Saturday, but and, and everybody this said is Saturday that's this 62. Week. Yeah, good point. <laughs> he said it's a 62 car, and it's an RCR car, but it hasn't worked. Uh, what's his best run in the 62? Not good. I can't get there. Even on a drafting track, though? I mean, he's, he dominates That's where that. the only times he runs them. Oh. Like, I think what happens with these entries are, you know, pit road mistake, you lose a lap, mechanical issue. Like, they just yeah. don't. Don't put themselves in position. Right. I mean, so when I say a flyer starting at the bottom, I'm getting ready to Rick Allen, all these guys. McLeod, Yaley, Poole, Ty Dillon, Smith, Herbst, Hill. I mean, I can't connect the How thoughts. How about Gilliland in that Ford? So it's now, funny. I say Gilliland. I said Gilliland for top ten. Let's talk Todd Gilliland. I had Todd Gilliland. He has two top tens. He drives at front row. They've got the, like, would that not be a Cinderella story? That they oh. get McDowell and Gilliland in? <laughs> they have as many cars in as Hendrick Motorsports? <laughs> like, think, just, I just oh. think about that. If, if Todd Gilliland won this race, then Front Row and Hendrick Motorsports have the same amount of cars in. Then Front Row has one more car in than RCR. Wow. Like, that would be a story of a story. Let's talk Todd Gilliland's numbers. Because, once again, if you're just tuning in, predictor, Pretty close. He's plus 230 for a top 10. The top 10s are really low all the way up. Give me Gilliland's numbers in the next-gen car. Top 10 in two of the last um, five drafting races. Take Atlanta out. Okay. Then he's been top 10 in, in two of the last three drafting races. There you go. I say take Atlanta out just because, you know, I don't know. I'm still, I know they draft, but I'm still not convinced it falls in this bucket. It's kind of like a oddball. It's kind of like a guy yeah, that doesn't yeah. really fit like anything else. <laughs> um, all right, there you go. At plus 230, two of the last three, 60 to one to win the race. If you're going to take a flyer, I mean, a win would be a flyer. But I, I don't. I know you're yeah. super non-top 10. Chop is top 10. He's, he's not happy with the top 10s. Yeah. 
They're dead to me. I mean, I'm looking at it. I mean, there's just no – no. he's 65 to 1 to win the race. Corey's 45 to 1 to win the race. He's having a monster year. Does Spires' monster year continue? 160 top 10? That doesn't seem like enough. No, I wouldn't take a top 10 at 160. I tell you the top 10 I would take. Harvick? No. You're going to laugh, but you can laugh. That's the top 10 I would take. Wow. <laughs> Go ahead. You can say it. I'm, I'm going to let you put it on the air for everyone. What did I highlight on the sheet? J.J. Yaley. Top 10. Top 10. Um, I'm going to say it. Top 10 and to finish the race. Yep. I'm going to say it as clear as I could say. It's a plus 750. If 27 cars finish the race, he's not going to be in the top 10. If so, so back to what's on the line. Let's talk about stage finishes. Six to 12th in the regular season points are separated by 14 points. As you move up the regular season standings, you get more playoff points. So, so follow me here. Mm-hmm. It's a little convoluted, but follow me. So all the big names, everybody that's in the playoffs, have major ground to gain this week. Because if you go up the standings, you get more playoff points, they carry on to the playoffs. You could have a good day, gain five more playoff points. That's like winning a race. That is a huge advantage. So I say this. Because I think that when you see three to go in the stage, it's going to be on. Yeah. Because they, they're like, we're in the playoffs. Like, this has to be a monster points day, or it ain't going to matter. There's a playoff point for winning the stage. I think what I mean by that is you could very easily have a huge wreck. Now, if J.J. Yaley is anywhere near that wreck, shame on him. He should yeah. be like, oh, I got nothing to gain here. You boys go get it. So my point is, if 28 cars finish race, J.J.'s in big trouble. But if we have a major crash coming to the stage one or a major crash sometimes else in the race, I mean, has, what's J.J.'s finishes? Just give me his Daytona Talladega finishes. So he was 11th in, at Talladega when we were there in the spring, and then he, was, he, he wasn't in the 500. And then you're not going to love his finishes, but, but the fact like he was 7th at Atlanta and, and – yeah. In July, and then 11th at Talladega this year, I think you know says enough so that for, he can for, be there. Plus 750, plus 250 worth. wouldn't get my interest. Plus 400 wouldn't get my interest. Yeah, seven and a half to one. Those are better odds than you would have got for Chase Elliott to win the race last week. Yeah, double. Yeah. <laughs> ah, why not? Send a flyer, JJ yeah, Yaley. You're smiling, Trav. What is this? I went on a JJ Yaley rant. You put a smile on. What happened? Uh, you're just throwing your money away. It ain't gonna happen. Oh, you know what? He just locked wow. in my pick of the week. <laughs> I mean, it's seven and a half to one. So that, there's going to be a good sound bite next week when old Travis this. comes on and says, "You're throwing your money, throwing away. your money away. No way he can get there." Mm-hmm. Totally. And then Chopper jumps to the top of the Pow! Dirty Mo weekly pick system oh, with a seven. Didn't we say at the 50. end of the regular season it was going to be it was going to be a, a payoff? Wasn't that what the bet was? Yeah. Well, because someone's nursing a lead into the last week. I'm just making well, sure. Wait, you know, the last week? The, this isn't the last picks. week. It's the last week of the regular season. We're continuing this. What's the bet till the end? Oh. oh well, is he leading? No. He All the cars continue oh. racing. It's not like half, whoever doesn't make the playoffs is done. Why would we stop this segment when the season's not over? Well, because I thought we were going to start another no. one. No. Okay. <laughs> I feel like the rules are changing. I feel like... I, honestly, I feel like we should restart it and maybe pick three bets or something. This one bet, I mean, we've hit, we've hit 1% of the 10% of the bets total. I'm plus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right. Let's get back <laughs> at it.
All right. Is so, we got the, so you're doing the Denny Hamlin. This, I'll make the rules and tell you how it's going to work out. And as long as it's in my favor, we're good. Yeah. He's always right. Listen, I I didn't know what he was going for, but now that I now that I have so this now you're the leader. I get it. I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, new rules. I new got rules. the mic. When you get a mic. <laughs> All right, we'll keep going, Trav. We'll keep going. Racing fans, hit the gas on nonstop action. Add DraftKings Sportsbook to your race day lineup and level up the thrill of every lap. Bet on your favorite drivers for a shot at taking home major cash. New customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Make sure to check out our DraftKings 5 Bets to Watch each week before placing your bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DOE. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DOE. D-O-U-G-H. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash terms. Listen, I'd love to say there's more. Let's just go right to the top, and I'm going to just go ahead and tell you. Minus money for a top 10, no chance. Um, What's the first plus? Ricky at 10. Ricky at even money for a top 10. Yeah, he was done with top ten seventeen minutes ago, but now he's tickling in with a Ricky Stenhouse uh, top. 10. Yeah, maybe Austin Dillon top ten, Suarez top ten. There was even money is the ones I'm calling out. Ty Gibbs, Jones, come on, man! Like, and they're Eve dead even money. We just we're just gonna move along. There's no yeah. reason to even discuss this, right? DraftKings matchups. And the reason I, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but let's like there's a, let's just we won't waste the people's time. Minus money. Pick a guy you like to cheer him on. I don't know what to tell you. There's no feasible mathematical reason you should have any of these guys. So back to the what is gambling? It's entertaining. Well, if you're a William Byron fan, um, oh here I will give you my opinion on the math. If you're a William Byron fan and you want him to run well, I you could take him at minus one sixty five for a top ten or plus one eighty for a top five. I. Good luck. What's his what's his odds to win? 10, Probably 11. twelve to one, sixteen to one. Yeah, I think if you're going to bet the winner, you got to bet in that fifteen to twenty range. I think that's to have good. it make. I agree to have any value at all. I agree. Other than NASCAR loves a good story, and old Elliot's still on the board there. Yeah, we've seen the movie. I think Bubba. Yeah, I like Bubba too. I think Bubba's the. I think Bubba Toyota gets their first win, gets in the playoffs. Yes, sir, Mister Professor. And, and just to remind everybody, there's just qualifying this week. No practice to figure out oh, whatever point. Oh. Yeah, so like everything you're listening to here, whatever happens in one lap qualifying, other than if Chopper wins his qualifying bet, nobody cares about. It. Like I don't care about anything else. Um, you know, it's not like like if Bubba qualifies first or 29th, it doesn't change my opinion on the weekend. Yeah. Where's what's Gibbs odds just by Yeah, okay. All right. I knew we were gonna get warmed up. That's that'd be another good story. He's twenty eight to win the race. Twenty eight. See I would, if I was gonna take a flyer, there's you know, I would try him. Yeah. I can tell you who I'm not taking. Elliot. Kevin Harvick in his oh, final in his final, final trip to Daytona. Yeah. I think Kevin Harvick is going to be um, – it would shock me if Mr. Harvick is in the mix for the first hundred and something like So what this means is Harvick's going to win. Uh, well, he could win. because Actually, you know, that's an interesting point. He could win because I think he's going to be cruising around in the back. 
sipping him an ice cold Coca Cola, waiting for his ice cold Bush Light at the end of the race because he's yeah. he's not going to engage into total. Is chaos. he in the? Uh, he's in that mix of the tight points for the year or no? Can he make a major stand Professor, in that? Not really, right? No, he he can he can. Where's he at? He's tenth right now, but uh, Brad, who's six, is only four points ahead of him. Yeah, so there's a lot to be gained. So there's a lot to be gained in there. Moving on to the odds from the casinos. Every matchup on the board so far has minus money on both sides. So basically, I'm going to explain this a different way. When we get into football season, which was right around the corner, the sports books assign a line, a number of points, to get every matchup to be head-to-head. For instance, when Alabama plays whoever, their second blowout of the year, they're going to be a 37-and-a-half-point favorite. And if you want to bet either side of that bet, minus 110, which means you put down, in theory, $110 to win 100. That's the easiest way to understand the odds, right? You have to put down 10% more than what you're going to win. You bet 110. If you win the bet, you know, you profit $100. That's the best way to put it. Normally, because there's no score involved in NASCAR, they try to match drivers equal to one another, and the favorite is minus, and the dog is plus money. That's how it normally works. There are some even money matchups. There is not a plus money dog on the board. Back to Professor's point about the predictor, the books see the same thing. There's such a small window of performance here that they can't have it. But I think there's some value here. This is where I think we need to get our little head-to-head tool out. That's why I want to get us here. I want you to remove Atlanta. I want you to look at Daytona and Talladega. That's all I care about. Um, and I think if we would did next just next gen, that would give us four. That would give us six races. Correct. Yep. Let's go down them and let's you and I take a. Who's going to be better? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then let the predictor no tell us what the or yeah. The so Reddick and Bell is the first one. So so load your little tool up. Next gen Daytona and Talladega, Reddick and Bell. They're dead even at minus one fifteen. You want to pick a side of this? Yep, Bell. I think Bell has a better finishing record. Professor says Bell. Bye. Um, a decent margin. It's nine to one with Bell, Bell and Reddick. Nine to one? Wow. In the ten next gen cars. All right, so Reddick against Bell in the drafting races of the next-gen car, which we're going to include Daytona, Talladega, and Atlanta. I don't love having Atlanta in there, but we'll just do it because I'm not sure six is a big enough sample set. Uh, Nine to one for Bell. Nine to one for Bell. Okay, so look. If you're going to keep the stats, you might as well bet the stats. There you go, Bell over Reddick. You can highlight that one. Busher versus Bush. Hold, please. I have an opinion. Bush. I'm the opposite. I think Busher has outrun Bush more Not this on year. finishes. Nine races, though. Last year and this oh, year. Oh, I was talking about this year. But. Let's see. No chance. Eight Bush? to one, Kyle Busch. All right. Wow. Yeah. Alan Bush, we're going Bush. on the right side of the screen. Larson yeah. and Almarola has to be Almarola by a country mile. I'm not sure Kyle Larson has seen the checkered flag of a speedway race. If he has, I think it's one of them. My it's man a- is super talented. Listen, listen, I got to tell a story. I did a Sunoco. Uh, so sometimes I'll go to a suite and like MC a driver for the fans that are there, make it better. So we did a Sunoco thing last year. Larson was the driver. 
I pump him up, tell him how great he is. He's having a great year. This is before he gets there. You kind of get the crowd ready. He comes in, super polite. Like, you have no, like he's just such a great guy. Hey, man. man oh, this, this, this. I said, how are you going to do today? Zero chance I finish. I'm like, and there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> like, he's like, listen, I don't know what it is. I've talked to Denny. I've talked to Byron. I've talked to Jeff Gordon. I've talked to all these people. And I am always the first wreck. So this, what is the number, Almirola versus Larson? Well, to his point, we've we've had four drafting races this year. He's DNF accident in every single one of them. Okay. All right. Almirola over Larson. Yeah. The Kaz and the Hamlin, which is the, the, this is an interesting one because this is the non-next-gen battle royale. Hamlin, three-time 500 winner. Kaz won a ton of speedway races. In the next gen, they're all over. Neither of them have gone to victory lane. In the next gen, I'm going uh, Kez race. on this one. You're going to go Kez? Yep. Six to four Kez. Ooh. Man, we're going right down the right side of the screen. Okay, McDowell and Harvick? I'm going McDowell. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a push. Yeah. So a push. That's the first time that the book has it the opposite. So they have the minus, the bigger minus on McDowell, uh, Logano and Blaney. Oh boy, I'm guessing Blaney. I'm a, I was going to say Logano. It's a Blaney. Man, man, I, maybe I missed my calling. Yeah. So, so, so Blaney's thing. He's been top ten in the last five drafting races. Like, and that's that's tough. That is tough. What's Blaney to win? Twelve hundred. Yeah. To win. Yeah. Minus 225 for DraftKings. I'll take the opposite. I'll take a plus 150. He doesn't run in the top 10 and risk it. Like, there's so many ways to run 11th yeah, I wish back. they had that bet. Oh, Maybe they had that bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, the problem is it would be minus 225 for a top 10, minus 500 for a <laughs> non-top 10. I mean, yeah. you couldn't even bet it. Um, where did we – oh, Chastain and Bowman. Bowman for me. I would say Chastain, actually. It's uh, Bowman. Professor, you and I think you, I think that I was set up because you and the damn, uh, you <laughs> and the, the chop seem to know all the numbers. All right, so let's go down it. it so, it's, so, it's marginal, but it's Bowman. Okay. So, so the point, I guess, is there's two or three there that are significant or, right? If you go purely off the numbers, Bell has outfinished Reddick eight of the nine races, and they're, they're even heads up. You take Bell. Bush has been over Busher. You take Bush. Almarola over Larson. You take Almarola. Like, if, if you're going to bet, I have no other way to do this. Like, if, if the fans want to say, yeah, but, you know, Larson and it, well, I have zero other information to go that, on other than past results. That's, that's all I 19 got. and 6 on our weekly <laughs> averages. And that's exactly what I do. I take every matchup, put it in the tool. And if there's a significant difference, it's right. a bet. If it's close, you know, I throw it out. I like the predictor and the tiers because it leads you to some stuff, and you yeah. see a guy that may could finish in top ten or shows you some standout odds. We don't have that this week because the odds are pretty even and the predictor's super close. I think this is a matchup heavy thing, and I think you just have to go over past results because you can have an opinion about a driver or a pit crew or this, but what you just said about Blaney is the point. The facts are that's what he's done. Like I, you can like it or not like it. Facts are facts. Um, well, I was trying to see on the, some other books because those are all DraftKings we're going with. I think the other books almost just match. Well, no, we got some other ones down here. No, go go over one and down. There's some plus uh, even money. 
Bubba and Gibbs, that's an interesting one. Okay. All right. So let's go through a few more. You got your tool going? Bubba and Gibbs to 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 the chops point. It's got to be huge Bubba. Gibbs is even money. It it's huge Bubba. Remember, Gibbs doesn't have as much experience either, so it's only six races they've been in together. Great point. Uh, Bowman Elliott. I'm going to tell you right now. I like Bowman. I don't know what the numbers are, but I like Bowman. I think he's off the radar. Everybody in the world is is looking at Elliott. The numbers are going to say Elliott outruns. Elliott's probably outrun Bowman on the nine races. It's probably seven to two. Um, it's but I like ten, it, well, they've been in six or eight races together because of injuries, so it's six to two. I, I've got a question for you, Steve. Speaking of Chase, how do you handicap this race knowing that Chase and these other drivers, they're go for broke? they got nothing to lose here. So the truth is they all drive that way at every speedway race. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to be a, like a naysayer, but... The biggest race of the year is the Daytona 500. Like I, I, there's no way around it. If you win the Daytona 500, I mean, that makes your, your year and makes your career. I mean, it goes on your resume. I can tell you, Ricky, you introduce drivers, it's championships, major accomplishments, total wins. Right? So, like, if you're going to introduce Dale Jarrett, a Hall of Famer, you say, Dale Jarrett, a cup champion, a three-time Daytona 500 winner. Like, that's the second line out of your mouth. Yep. So I that, say that because what happens to the Daytona 500? Like, they all want to win so bad. That's what this race is going to look like. They're going to zigzag two wide, three wide. Like, these guys, there and, must and, be a vein right here because when you tighten your helmet, they lose their damn minds. Thank goodness, because it's entertaining as can be. Well, then you've got the stages in there this year. The, for this that's final where I race, think we might have this pressure. Extra, extra shot there, a couple more opportunities. You know, Hamill's not going to the back and running in the back until it's time. He's got too much on the line. Right. Now, look, I'm not saying it's going to be three wide all day long. These guys aren't dumb. You know, there are going to be some two wide or even single file around the top. My point is what what used to be a white flag, try to figure it out, coming to the stage. I think with three to go, the guy in 15th is going to be like, I have to try to make something. I think there's going to be a little more energy earlier. It doesn't have the old car had more ability to go from 20th to Top ten. So I don't think it's not. a car thing. I no. think it's this is you're gonna hate this because this cost you a huge bet on the Browns that I know of. It's data <laughs> analytics. Um, like when your man stepped out at the one, he would yeah. never do that ever ten years ago. Right. He's doing it because he's being coached to step out at the one because yeah. the analytics say this. Right. What you're seeing with these guys is the same thing. So Ricky Stenhouse, it's not how prepared he is or the car he's driving. It's it's the same thing the professor's doing right here. That says, this guy outran this guy with this many points, right? If I'm a crew chief, I am giving you analytics. Hey, if you're outside the top 10 with three to go, you're not going to get there. If you're like, I could tell you where the run, you know, at what point in the race where you have to be where. Um, We have a whole bunch of other tools. Professor has this wonderful tool, which is basically speed and running position versus finishing position. And you start to see some real serious trends. Now, look, at road course run good, finish good, kind of dumb. But when you look at it, the speedways, the whole ride in the back theory does not pay dividends if you look at the stats. Hmm. It would say, try to lead every lap. Wow. For winners. Now, total points is a different conversation, but if you're talking about winners, the winners come from the front of the race. Does Bubba try to run in the back? He tries to lead every lap, and I love it. Dale Jr. told me um, there's zero chance of riding in the back. He said every super – first of all, people can say whatever they want about him. I've seen Jeff Gordon, who was amazing – 
Dale Jr. does stuff out there that my mind, I didn't know that was the car I prepared. Like it would make moves and you're like, okay, that shouldn't be able to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was purely, um, he told me that he goes, every one of these races is kind of like a living, breathing thing. And he goes, and you can't just put me on the scene with two to go and think I'm going to make the right move. He goes, I don't know what this race is racing like. He goes, I want to be up there all day long. I want to make a move that works, make a move that doesn't work. And he just keeps filling that information bank. And that's why I think, I mean, look how aggressive Stenhouse is. He won the 500. Bagana was right there. Who won Talladega? Bush. Another guy that runs up front. Like, the back guys aren't, aren't winning anymore. Unless they all drive into the rain. That's a different situation. Denny said on the pod this week that Bubba should just attach his bumper to Ty Gibbs' bumper. And if Ty wrecks, he wrecks. Just stay right there with him. If I was Booty Barker, I would say, Bubba, this isn't race 26. This isn't our only race to make the playoffs. We've had 25 weeks. I'm not worried about points. Ty Gibbs can't beat us. I w- I'd take the opposite approach. I would say, Bubba, I'm worried about somebody else and winning this race. You know how we prevent that? We win this race. Go be you. Go zigzag, and if we end up in a ball of fire at the end of the backstretch, then so be it. Because now, make a note that what he did at Talladega, for instance, he was going for a win and he wrecked. If we take three to go and everyone around us is somebody who's already won, I, at that point, might be like, hey, man, we just need to finish. I would have like a serious conversation where if I say we need to finish, that means lift, fall to 20th, like, don't, Which, don't be so dumb you drive yourself into a wreck you don't need to. But I would race the race. They should like probably get a code way. word so that he knows at three to go to back off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The code word would be like, we need to finish. <laughs> Real complicated code word. Now, can the owner who said Bubba should tie his car well, to Gibbs' bumper? Now, granted, that- yeah, he asked my opinion as a podcast host, but now the other <laughs> podcast host owns the car. So I think his vote's probably a little bit higher than mine. <laughs> Uh, It'll be interesting to see if that happens. It, it will be. I just like, look, executives and manufacturers try to do this all the time. It's not, you know, it's not a damn, it's not the Rockettes, man. It's not a musical. Like, you can't, you can't choreograph this. Mm-hmm. Now, there are choices these drivers will make, right? You're going to get a push, and in front of you is driver X and driver Y. And you would hope, if you're Bubba, and you look up there, you know, and it's, Danny Hamlin or Ty Gibbs, well, it would be very silly to push Ty Gibbs, the guy you're racing, right? you got to be right. situationally aware. But if you think in this whole chaos, these like the front row you can kind of work together, right? You get back there in 12. Ask the professor. He looks out the window. It's like a dang bar fight at 3 a.m. I mean, you don't even know who's taking the punches back there. I think the hard thing this week is just so much, so few Toyotas and them working together. It's that's going to be an interesting part. Of I it. hear that every race, I think, I think and the I don't manufacture thing is over. I, think, I was going to say I, it doesn't seem to work. I mean, maybe the first stage they might pit together or something like that. But well, so funny with the stages, it's forty, forty, sixty. Yes. No. So well, I think 40, they can go. 80. So this isn't the five hundred anymore. This is the four hundred. Oh yeah. So uh, you don't have to pit for forty or forty. Okay. You can get there. So now it's so it's the pit stop in the final stage, which is interesting. I got to do a little homework on that, but I'm thinking it's one green flag stop in the final stage. All right. Back to our matchups because I'm not going to skip this one. Stenhouse Jr. and Michael McDowell. Chops on Stenhouse. It's not open for discussion. But I think McDowell is probably better on the head to head tool. It's so close, it's a push. 
All right, so we're going to hammer head-to-heads. If you're listening to this, we have this fancy tool, but this is not secret information. Professor, where can they find this information? If someone wanted to go look at it, they could go to NASCAR.com and look up their history. Where would you, like an average listener, where would you point them? Now, if you're listening, here's what I would do. I would bring up next-gen only. Don't care about the races before then. I would make Daytona valued the most. If I had all the time in the world, I would give Daytona three points of finish. I would give Talladega two points of finish and Atlanta one point of finish. I would, that's how I would weight them, and I would do a math like that. And the professor's going to have to build Chopper that Look at his, look at his, his, head, his head just rolled. His They're eyes rolled. Finishes. They're weighted there. finishes. They're different tracks. They're weighted finishes. Did he just simplify your whole tool? Yeah. What, no, he didn't simplify it. He's, he's <laughs> given, this was his secret way to give me a project so he can have it by Friday. If you uh, don't have this information for Chop by Saturday morning, then you didn't listen to the podcast. I'll send that text like, where's the... Hey, where's the thing we talked about? Where's the practice data? So let's talk about the rest of the day and some strategy. Well, hold on, hold on. NASCAR.com, you can get... The, the predictor will be there, and they have a head-to-head tool there as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The predictor will be here. Did you just bury the lead? Well, they they, they have a predictor. They AKA well, your predictor. Yes. They get the predictor and do their own thing with it. So there you go. Go to NASCAR.com. Um, and where where is it? It's in what what... Like, where is it in the damn national? They'll, they'll oh, write an article about it. About what? The predictor? And, and the upcoming week. And, okay, and but where, where is the head-to-head tool? Where would they find the info? It's on NASCAR.com, too, under the gambling hub, I believe. All right, so go to NASCAR.com. All this information is out there. I Just because, look, we dig through it, and I'm going to give you your opinion, and Chop is a better will, and the professor has his, you know, those tapping the ivory keys, he makes it happen very good. But as a listener, I want you to know this data is out there. Go out there and look. The head-to-head tool has been the monster for us. So let's talk about strategy of betting. First, let's talk about well, groups. Real quick, too, though. Yeah. When well, the head-to-head tool, yes, it's one thing to get, you get a 9-to-1, right? So you know it's a <clears throat> significant advantage towards the one driver. But then you also have to look at the value on the pots. You, because there are a lot of times a guy will be six to four or you know close favored but then you look at the odds and they're right. they don't match up or they're you know it's not worth it right, right? or a guy's minus 170 or minus mm-hmm. 200 and particularly in a race like this i would never ever bet a minus well and the other more advantage than 135 or 40. right and the other advantage we have is what i just told you how i look at the speedways but each and every week you know they ask me my opinion on track type what tracks this compares to how do we want to like group them so there's more to it than that, but I just wanted the listeners, uh, you know, the loyal listeners out there to know, go dig the information up because there is no practice qualifying. Normally on Saturday, I would suggest you look at practice and see who's good. Waste of time. One lap of qualifying doesn't matter. Uh, so now let's talk gambling for the speedways. Groups, odds. So I have a crazy question. Would you not just take all the three, all the long shots? I, I got forget it from it, right? Like Elliot Blaney, Bush, Byron. Okay, you can get Byron at plus three thirty to beat three other guys. Yeah. Or do you say nope? It's chaos, and I'm not interested in it. No, like I as think a gambler, that, that as a gambler, particularly, you know, because we're not going to bet bet much on the win because it's it's yeah. really a crap. That's sheet. what I was wondering. So I, I know get a, I can get a zero thir- chance. You got to put a very low value sheet out there because you can't do it. You get like the itch. Yeah. So I just want to know where your bets are coming from. So I, I like the groups in this case, and and I would stick with the higher odd guys. Because they're already grouped relatively together. Totally. So if you can get Byron at plus 350, makes sense. Yep. Group B, it's kind of even. Yeah, I don't know about, yeah, Ricky and Suarez. Eh. 
Although against Larson and Chastain, I mean, like Group C, I think Stenhouse is an absolute must bet. Yeah, Larson's the favorite. He's we already said he can't seem to finish. That's his own words too. Uh, Chastain, Swords, and Stenhouse. Call it a coin flip, right? Because I don't know. Yeah. All right. So I would take Stenhouse at plus three ten or Swords at plus three ten. I like Ricky better just because he won the five hundred. So I would take that. Next group down: Truex, Almirola, Cindric, or Dylan. Like Cindric or Dylan, you're getting three twenty on Dylan. Like. You could also run the head-to-head tool in that group. Yeah, if you're willing to eliminate a driver or two. Yeah, it makes if you can whittle it down to one or two, then head-to-head tool probably could get one of those designs. Boy, by Friday, group head-to-head tool. Yeah, if we get a little four-way comparison. How tough can that be? I don't know. It's a little piece of code. Yeah, I know. Come on, man. Call your guy. (laughs) I got a guy. You got a guy. All right. How about (laughs) winning manufacturer? You said Toyota's never won. So Ford over Toyota. Oh my goodness. Ford is minus 230 over Toyota. Chevy is minus 270 over Toyota. So if you somehow believe... Now, look, there's only six Toyotas in the field. So if we're saying... I'm not going to say they're all equal. That's a lie. 20... What's a fair number? 25 guys can win this race, Professor? Like, like really? Yeah, I'd say easily 25. I mean, there's 25 guys that if they won, we wouldn't fall out of our seat. Well, six of them are Toyotas, so they just, they're short so on So, question for you, Steve. Yeah. Uh, J, uh, JGR is 460 and 2311s plus 1200 to win. So, would you go over there instead? You're mm-hmm. saying winning team? If, you're, if you were going to think Toyota at plus 360, wouldn't you? Well, you got you to gotta say, yeah. though. Um, so, I have a question. Well, winning yeah. manufacturer is if you did Ford against Toyota, you wouldn't have to win the race. You know, if you bet the three-way line True. at Toyota plus 360, you would have to win the race. Um, and then I would say no, because JGR is plus 460. Like, I would take Toyota plus 360 and get the 2311 cars added in. Um, What's, what, go, go, over to, go over to the odds of win, because you, if, you look, if you look at the 2311 versus the JGR, it's pretty much Hamlin versus Bubba. Hamlin Favorite. is 10 to 1 and Bubba is 17 to 1. Um, I'm sorry, wrong line. Hamlin's 11 to 1 and Bubba is 16 to 1. Yes. But you could get cuz JGR was 460 and yep. 23 I mean that might be one way to bet Bubba versus I hear you but the problem is is I think Ty Bell. Gibbs could win. Yeah, or Truex Bell, has man. never won a speedway race. Maybe he does like I just yeah. Christopher Bell could absolutely win one. Like I I mean that's yeah. what makes it hard is normally I like what you're thinking. I'm going to say, "Yep, I'm fairly sure that guy's not going to have a great week, but here I think all six of those guys could win." I mean, that's really the struggle here. I mean, that's why I'm looking for somewhere to bet. I don't love that. Let's talk about top cars. Maybe there's some value here. Like top Chevy. I mean, there just ain't much, Professor. The books are squeezing. I, I like Almondinger. if you're going to take like a flyer. Mm. Mm. We're listening because I'm hoping there's more than that behind <laughs> this statement. He, he's been top top 10 in his last five um starts at, at um at Palada, at daytona you know that goes back to 2017 but he's he's finished very well there and then you look at he's been sixth or better in four of the last six drafting races uh, you that's could get a stat him i would not i would either I, that, that's why we got the professor on here so, like, I'm no. not saying it, it just he's, yeah, you're saying he's look 20 at. to 1 top Chevy, right? 20 to 1 top Chevy. What's he to win? Mm, he's probably 40 to win. Let's see. 
The Dinger wins 45 to 1. I I like a better top Chevy at 20 to 1 than to win. How about this? If he wins a race and you only get 20 to 1 as the top Chevy, you're still going to be okay. Yeah. You get beat by three Fords, finish fourth, and you'd still win your 20 to 1 top Chevy. For chop, I can tell you yeah. by the chop face, you don't like it. When we're down in a golf match and I'm playing like crap and I say we should press, that's the face I get, which is, <laughs> I want to, but are you going to still play this bad? Because it doesn't work <laughs> if you're going to stink. Um, let's talk about top Toyota. They're all pretty even. There's only six of them. Hamlin, Bubba, Truex, Reddick, Bell, Gibbs. Um, I will tell you that I like Gibbs at plus 600. I know Hamlin's not going to push Gibbs. What did he say in his podcast? Who's he going to push, Trav? He's pushing Bubba in the 23 car. If it's if it's him, if it's Bubba versus Gibbs, you know, one, two, he's pushing Bubba. I thought that's what he said, and I appreciated the honesty. But, you know, I just think that you know, Gibbs at plus 600, I don't hate. He has beat five other Toyotas, and they're all pretty good. He doesn't have a lot of experience there, so it's hard to predict, but... Professor what is what like is his uh, finishes in the t- and, and uh, not good? It's not, they're not good. They're not good. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll take that bet with you, Stevie. No, no, no. You gonna give me six to one? Six yeah. sticks against one? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Bet. I'll buy your dinner once, and if I win, you were gonna buy my dinner six times. <laughs> okay, just dinner, not alcohol. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Wagyu A five. <laughs> medium plus medium plus <laughs> oh yeah write that one down boys yeah. um, top four Blaney, Kez, Logano, Busher, Almirola, Sendrick, Harvick, McDowell, 14-1 Briscoe, Gillen, Priest, Herbst, Burton, Yaley, Poole man I got nothing for you I just can't find much this week I don't know what to tell you, you McDowell else? plus 14 there they're getting triple odds versus the favorites. No, but look how many Fords there are. Yeah, true. I don't like any of this. I don't know. He's a Daytona 500 winner, and, and he's hot. He's had fast cars. Both are accurate. Since you said it doesn't really matter if Bubba qualified first or 26, you're, so you're saying that just place your bets now then? Or would, will odds change? Well, how should people attack? You know, I don't know if the odds are going to change. I would... Um, yeah, I would bet. I, there's no reason to wait. You're going to get way more matchups as you get closer to the race. I would wait for that. Uh, but if you have a guy you're going to like, you won't put the bet in, just put it in. I think I think in this, it's all baked into the odds. It's, yeah. The speedways are going to have that Let, Let's go to cluster. Xfinity real quick because there's a real conversation to have here. Hill is a 13-1. to 1. Hmm. What, what am I missing? Well, all his success has been at, at, at Talladega and, and Atlanta. All right, so who, who do you like? Because it's dead flat across the way. 13, 10, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 14, 14, 14. Yeah, well, in that, I, I would take, it's not on here, but Trevor Baines in that 19 instead of Ty Gibbs. Ooh. Driver change. I agree with that. I would take Bain. If you can get Bain 12 to 1, I would take him. You would like Bain over Gibbs if they were, head, if they were on Drafting, the board together? I would take Bain over Gibbs. Drafting. Drafting. All is right. he going to get a ride next year? Who's that? You think Bain will get a ride next year? I think that um, that's a good question. I think there's some question mark on the Toyota world. Danny's contract is obviously a big conversation. I think that'll get done at some point. I, I it's 
complicated because I think 23-11, and there's a whole lot of schmas to that, but I think the 42 is open. Obviously, Noah has separated from Legacy. Um, they are switching to Toyota. So I th- I'm of the opinion if I'm John Hunter, who's their lead full-time Toyota Xfinity driver, that's fair to say, right, Professor? He would be next up. And when I look down the line of Toyota drivers, I'm not sure they have somebody to do what John Hunter did this year and win races. And I think that's where Trevor Bain could come in. I love Trevor Bain. He's not only a winner, but he's just a nice person. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great family man. Owns a bunch of coffee shops. I say a bunch. Over in Knoxville, he owns one. What are you shaking your head? No more coffee? I think he sold them. Good for him. If he sold them, I like him even more. (laughs) My man. I hope he cashed in. I hope he's riding. Only thing I'm going to call. Matter of fact, if that's the case, I'm going to call Trevor and say, listen, I hope you sold your coffee shops. And if you did and you spend that money to get into a race car, then I will come over and give you a black eye. Like, like, good for you. You built a business. But I like Tre- Trevor's a great guy. I'd yeah. love to see him in the Xfinity Series. I think it would be good for that Xfinity Series Yeah, to have somebody like Trevor in it. So I'm big on Trevor Bain. Um, yes. There's another series, too. I know you don't like to talk about them. But I am all in on Ty Majeski and trucks this week. What's the odds, Trav? Ty Majeski trucks. I was going to ask you about Jeb Burton. 30 to 1. I was going to ask you about an Xfinity long shot. Moffitt. All right, so Ty Majeski's uh, the favorite, plus 225. Zane Smith, 400. Corey Hine, 450. 225. You can stop talking at 225. If you take 225 at a drafting track, no way. It's not a drafting track. It's Milwaukee. Oh, I'm sorry. They're in Milwaukee. And he killed. He was so fast at uh, Richmond. Oh, yeah, help me out. Circle me back around. Last at Richmond. Should have won at Richmond. He won at IRP. Killed him. Yeah, actually, 225 is too high odds. It needs to be even money. Hold on. He's from from Wisconsin. He won won the ASA race there earlier this year. Ty Majeski in the third series. It's at Milwaukee this weekend. Okay. Five picks to watch brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. It's Speedway Racing. Nearly impossible to predict, but I think we have found some value on the board. Let's talk matchups. Reddick versus Bell. They call him heads up. Bell dominates head-to-head. You're going purely off the stats, Chop? Yep. Nine to one, Bell. Yep. There you have it. Larson, Almirola, same thing. We're taking Almirola. Larson, let's just be honest. My man, he knows more about the infield care center, unfortunately, than he does about the start-finish line. He ends up on the hook (laughs) on every one of these races. I wish it was the opposite, but it isn't. Kozlowski and Hamlin, you're taking Kez over Hamlin? No. Uh, I'm listening. I think I thought I said Kez was had won, has better finishes. Yeah, but, but you're I, taking the other side. I like Hamlin to win this week. Ooh, Hamlin to win. So now it's three matchups for DraftKings. We're going to go back over and say this. We're going to give you some flyers and some names that we don't normally talk about. If you're looking for the long shot, it's not for a win. J.J. Yaley, top 10 at plus 750 is worth a conversation. And then I think you just pick your driver to win. And at this point, um, why not? I'm going Ricky Stenhouse Jr., he bit us once at Daytona, 28-1. to 1. There you go. Five bets to watch brought to you by DraftKings. All right, here we go. It's that time again. It happens. It's here. And last on the board is Chop. So, Chop, what's your bet this week? You're minus I'm, six. And what's the leader? Uh, I am at plus one and a half. I'm taking J.J. Yaley, <laughs> top ten. Yaley top 10 for the chop. Trav, you're barely in front of chop. What do you uh, want? Give me Truex against uh, plus 240 against Suarez, Amarella, and Bowman. Truex in his group. All right, Russ. I'm going to take Stenhouse in his group. 
Stenhouse in his group. Okay. Um, well, I got a little lead at the moment, so I'm going to stick with my lead, and I'm going to take uh, – what am I going to take? I'm going to take Chase Elliott for the pole at plus 850. That's a good bet. Wow. Oh, I know. Oh. Chase Elliott for the pole at yeah. plus uh, 850. Can I, can I, oh, how uh, did I miss that? <laughs> Because there's your story, right? Oh, it's gonna. And it seems like the, it tells like the 500 is always the pole winners. Oh, yeah. always, there's always a big oh, story yeah. behind. Here's it. a line that we haven't talked about: uh, the race to go to overtime minus 110. I think the race to go to overtime at minus 110 is a hammer. <laughs> it's a hammer bet. Like that thing's going over. 60 percent of the time. 60 percent of the time. Yeah, race, this will be. A, yeah. yeah, I mean. So here's a question for you: What's more likely, it go to three overtimes or no overtimes? Then, because I feel like if you go one, uh, none is more likely than three. Because with a damaged vehicle policy and all that, if you wreck them, like you start to run out of cars, man. You end that's up, what happened in the spring, right? Yeah, I mean, there's or the, just or in the five hundred. Well, here no. last year, but they all wrecked in the rain. There was like oh, six that's cars right. riding around there. That's right. All right. Um, anything else? I think we're good. All right, there you have it. The regular season, the Cup Series comes to a close at the High Banks under the lights at the World Center of Racing, Daytona International Speedway. I mean, truly good luck because uh, if you can pick the winner. Um, Man, you're going to do better than us. It's going to be a fun weekend of racing. A lot of action on the track. Good luck with your bets. May all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.